Hello. Hello. Welcome in to another episode of Farm to Fame. I am Kelsey Wingert. That is Pizza Moylan. And that is our pilot, our captain, our sweet, sweet captain, Maddie Mass. Welcome. How's everybody doing? God, so good. <laughs> I am so good. Okay. Where do you want me to start? Where do you want me to start? Dollywood. So good. Mm. Went to Dollywood over the weekend. Never been, never heard of it. We went and it was awesome. Very friendly people. Start of the fall season up there. I've heard Christmas is amazing too. I got in right before the leaves start to change. So a lot of people go up there to the Smoky Mountains as they start to change color. Uh, so we got in there nice and early and it wasn't too busy and it was f- so good. Had a great time. Love that for you. I'll send you, I've sent you some photos, Maddie, so you can attach those if you want, you know? Yes, definitely the one of them on the ride. Yes, uh, but it was really, really good. How's everybody else? Everybody doing okay? Kelsey, you're always traveling, so we never had another bachelorette party this weekend. Dang, Um, girl. Yeah, 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 yeah. It wasn't mine. Um, It was my good friend Maddie from college. We went to LSU together. Maddie, shout out to Maddie. Yep, Maddie Mahaffey. We love her. Um, Not not for long. What's her name going to be? Holland. That's pretty good. Maddie Maddie Holland. Holland. That's kind of cool, actually. I like that. Got a nice ring to it. Congratulations, Maddie. Mm-hmm. Yay, Maddie. Getting married in Costa Rica, which I will be going Ooh. to Costa Rica in February. Very excited. Good. I might that. come with Never you, get been? my teeth fixed. Get my tooth fixed over there. <laughs> come on. So, how are you, Maddie? I'm good. Uh, not too eventful of a weekend, but did do the live stream of the Yankees game last night, which mm. was incredible. That's great for y'all. Mm. Yeah. Well done. Joe's McFly. His reaction videos, did y'all see his reaction video to the game ending and to Stanton hitting the other home? I'm sure like everything else, it was epic. He cracks me up. (laughs) Like his reaction videos. Oh man. Yeah, he's he's my guy for sure. All right. So Maddie teed us into the opener pretty nicely because you guys, Mm. baseball's hot in the streets. Holy I don't even, this is, I, me and Maddie were talking right before, and then we all were talking right before. This is as exciting as it gets, especially mm-hmm. when it comes to, I mean, the NL East, the West is going to come down to it. We keep not, we keep discrediting the Giants. I keep, like, it's it's 102 wins now, and they're not slowing down, and I don't understand it, but I'm all for it. Uh, the Braves go on a road trip and drop. Oh, the fact that okay. the NL West has two teams that have a hundred wins already is yes insane. Yes, it is, and they are really Who good. Who's leading the, the? Is it still the Giants, Giants by, by two. two games? Yes. Wow. Yes, this is Monday, so that could change by Wednesday. But that yeah. is what it's currently at. Are they playing today or are they off today? I'm not sure. Uh, Braves are off today. Neither the Giants or the Dodgers are playing today. The Braves, like you mentioned, are not playing today. The Phillies are not playing today. So those two divisions, at least through Monday, are idle. Okay. So right now, the Braves are up. You would know this off the top of your head. Up two and a half in the NL East. And San Francisco Francisco is up two games in the NL West. So... 
Warrior because the Braves and the Phillies is it a three or four game series this week? Three, three versus the Phillies, three versus the Mets to finish the season. If they sweep, it's over. Yeah, they take two out of three, it's close. Um, if Philly sweep, it's a whole new ball game. Mm-hmm. So, so is that both of their next games? Does that series start on yes. Tuesday? Yes, ma'am. Wow, Braves have Morton, Freed, and Anderson lined up after the bullpen game yesterday. So that's really cool. The Giants have the D-backs. And who do the Dodgers have? They have the Padres. Juicy. Wow. Okay. Um, and who's who do they have in the weekend? Uh, San Francisco has the Padres this weekend. And the Dodgers have the Brewers to end the season. <laughs> Both of these divisions are going to come. Who do the... The Phillies have the Marlins and the Braves have the Mets. Holy smokes. This sets up for like <laughs> such an exciting week. Yeah. You got to put another bachelorette party or? Wow. No, I don't. I put Good. my suitcase up. Like it's, it's my carry on is like in the bigger suitcase zipped up in my closet where it's, I've just been leaving it out. <sighs> so I, they just picked up, um, Am I allowed to say this? They just picked up the uh, Braves-Mets game nationally on Saturday, so I can be a baseball fan on Saturday and just watch oh, it. Oh, I love that for you. Will you watch at home or will you go somewhere? I'll watch at home probably and just flick flick between. Or maybe I'll go somewhere where I can watch them all at the same time. I don't know. Do you get like, can you go to like dinner and like a or a sports bar without getting like your ear talked off? So it's changed a lot in this year. Um yeah, I could have, I could have, when I played, I could sneak around and, and no one really paid attention. Occasionally someone would recognize me and then the word would get around and it'd be, it'd be a, a photo or yeah. autographs, nothing big. But I've noticed since I've started doing TV and started doing this is that um, it's different. Like I went, just went to Tennessee and it, I was getting stopped. I, was, I, got, I got, I got like 50, hey, Peters, go Braves. I got like 20, can you mind taking a picture? I got, uh three you look like ryan reynolds um yes and that was like that was in tennessee so i know it's braves country i, I think yeah. i could go pretty incognito anywhere but the south but i love it like in the south i, I enjoy talking braves baseball especially when yeah. they're playing like they are now and especially after a game like yesterday like it's yesterday they had no business winning that game yesterday none at all mm. and will uh, somehow will smith who uh, despite everything is doing an okay job like it's look around look at the phillies bullpen look at everyone's bullpens there's, yeah. there, there's not a lot of lockdown six through nine bullpens right now maybe white Sox, maybe yankees who knows but you know <laughs> we'll see yeah the dodgers are pretty badass too if i'm being honest but i'm fired up for this week i i hadn't too. looked into like the different who's playing who and this is going to get juicy also Padres already out and this happened I mean by the time this episode airs they would have been out for like a week and a half or something but um that's wild because we thought that they were going to win the west at the beginning of the year where am I going to go back I've got to go back a long way and where I wrote about who's going to be I had them I was all in I was I was thought Haas was going to go in there and and lead them to a KC style um, I don't know. I think, you know what I think happened? I think when they got dry humped with the Scherzer thing, and I think that really punched them in the dick. I think it was like. And not only to 
for the Dodgers to get Scherzer, but then you add on Trey Turner, Turner as to well. That, exactly. Who has what 25 home runs on the year? I, I think the trade deadline kind of kind of really just kicked him in the pants and, and they weren't able to Tatis getting hurt a couple of times, having to get a right field, like yeah. just weird, weird things um, that you don't normally see in a championship season, unlike the, what you see going on with the Cardinals right now, which is 16 in a row. They've got that. That's why I have my bat today, folks. Got that mojo thing going that the Cardinals get and it sucks <laughs> because I hate them. But I love them at the same time. They really time have because... a great logo. Yeah, that's what I meant. No, I'm. <laughs> I was getting deep into that their organization. You're like they really have a great logo. That logo there is that the the actual the double redbirds one. Yeah, and it's like the S yeah. like circles around the bat. It's it's, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's really a nice logo. It really. Is. I, this is probably my favorite mini bat that I own. I collect these from every ballpark that I go to, and I just love it's the because colors. powder blue is your favorite color, right? I do love powder blue, but my my favorite color is mint slash sea foam. Yeah, but I'm talking about on baseball uniforms. Mm-hmm. Love baby blue. Those baby blues in the City Connect Miami jerseys. Anyway, here are some interesting tidbits on this 16 game win streak by the Cardinals. Oh my First of goodness. all. They've taken complete control of that second wild card spot. Uh, I mean, like the fit, like the Phillies have a magic number to- is one. Uh, In fact, that I I'm going to make a prediction. They would have clinched the second wild card spot by the time this airs. This airs. Um, it's the longest NL streak since the 1951 New York Giants. The game to win on Sunday was wild. They tied it in the eighth and beat the Cubs in the ninth uh, to keep yeah. the win streak alive. They, this was really cool. They are only the second team ever to win their final 11 road games of the season. The only other team to ever do that. Yes. Colorado Rockies in 2007. Nope. Dang it. Subtract about a thousand and two hundred years from that. Nope. 102 years from that. 102. So in 1000 AD. Not a math pod. The 1887 Philadelphia Quakers. So not the 1087. 2007 minus. So it's 120 years was the answer we were going for there. Um, I think what really got me there, Pete, was the fact that we have a two in front of our year now and they had a one. I think that's where the 1000 got involved millennials are calling my generation uh late 1900s Mm. people (laughs) (laughs) which makes me laugh i love that for us because i was born in the in the late 1900s (laughs) it sounds so ridiculous you sound like a pilgrim i look i should be exactly i should be shooting folks and chasing things with big bad when i think of pilgrims that's not I don't know, to each their own, uh, potato, potato. <laughs> I'm talking like the 1800s, back in the 1800s is when you had to fight for stuff. You couldn't, moonshine was your only water. Like there wasn't any water. It was just moonshine. So the league's wild right now. Now we want to catch you up on what's happening in minor league baseball. If you like, just keep up with it casually. It's been a very unique uh, postseason for them. So I'll give a quick like overview of what they what they have. So triple a one more series to go. And then the whole minor league season is going to be complete. So what they have done in triple a, this was a statement from major league baseball. 
Minor League Baseball and Major League Baseball has announced the rescheduling of 10 games at the AAA level that were postponed at the start of the 2021 season. The rescheduled games will be played in a new postseason tournament format called the AAA Final Stretch and will follow the current 120-game AAA championship season schedule. All 30 AAA clubs will play five home games and five road games during the final stretch. So there was a regular season champion that was crowned from both the AAA East and the AAA West, and that was based on overall win percentage throughout the season. Now there's going to be a single 2021 AAA final stretch winner, and that will be based on the highest overall winning percentage during this 10-game stretch. So it's, did you follow that, Peter? I think so. So if a team goes 10 and 0, they're a good chance. Yeah. But like what happens if two teams go 10 and 0, I guess is my. And they get to, they get to duke it out jousting. Okay. You know how, when, when in the rain delays, the dudes put the guys on the back Mm -hmm. and then they just, that's what that they have to do. That's how the only, that's the only way that they can make the game end. Yes, Maddie. Right now we're halfway through as we record Tampa Bay, triple A is five and 0. That's obvious. Uh, Milwaukee AAA is 5-0. and So those two teams are tied at the top. And then after that, there's three teams that are 4-1. and Toronto, Miami, and Minnesota, all 4-1. and It's kind of, I mean, it, it's weird because it's great because they get to play 10 more games. But what if you somehow got to play against the worst team and and... Like I don't really. Yeah, yeah, that's where it's I not get really it. a tournament because you, you're not you're not rotating. You're playing two teams, five and five. Right. And then I just like I'm curious how much stock would be put into no one. this year's because I feel like if this is the format, people are going to care more about the regular season champion because they put it together for a whole year rather Correct. than just I don't know. But I think what they were what they were trying to do was the guys already missed all of 2020. They lost oh, ten games it. at the beginning. Play as much baseball as you can. I respect the effort. Okay, so that's AAA, still in progress, will still be in progress when this airs. Okay, now into the lower levels. So this is your low A, high A, double A. Yes. All nine divisions across those levels, are they already had a best of five championship series. Correct. So I guess that was kind of much closer to what we're used to. So yes. Maddie Mass put together a beautiful um, talking points spreadsheet for us. If you listen to Talking Baseball, this is going to be like your NL or AL or IL recap. It's not though, because we're going to go back and forth. So let's just. Yeah. Ready, Pete? Bang. Yep. Bang it out. Let's go. Three, two. Okay. We're going to start out with AA Central. The Royals Northwest Arkansas National Naturals swept the Twins Wichita wind surge three to nothing in AA. Freddie Furman and Brewer Hicklin put up 10 of the Naturals' 18 RBI. Jeez. And the bullpen gave up no earned runs in the last two games. Double-A Central Champions. Double-A Northeast. The Indians, Akron Rubber Ducks, sweep the Orioles' Bowie Bay Sox 3-0. MLB's number one pristine prospect, Grayson Rodriguez, gives up six runs, five earned in 2.2 innings in game two. Brian Lavastida batted 500. Mm-hmm. You've said his name before. <laughs> batted 500 with a home run and four RBIs. Wow. Love the rubber ducks. Um, 
sweeping it. Okay, double A South, the Mississippi Braves beat the Rays Montgomery Biscuits three to two in five games. We're gonna talk about the Rays clutch pitcher later, but the Braves sent out Alan Rangel in the decisive game five, Peter. Zero yes. earnings and three hits over six innings and eight Ks. Well done. High A Central. The Royals Quad City River Bandits beat the Twins Cedar Rapids Colonels 3-2 in a five games. Four Quad City pitches combined for a two-hit shutout in game five to secure the win. Wow, clutch, 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 clutch. Okay, the High A East. Inclement weather got in the way, but the Pirates Greensboro Grasshoppers lead the Rays Bowling Green Hot Rods 2-1. to one. So that this will be decided by the time this airs. Uh, game four is today, Monday. Game five would be tomorrow, Tuesday, if needed. But Nick Gonzalez, our guy, our big college bat, hit a home run in game three, but he's hitting 167 on the series. So we'll look for him to hopefully pick it up, Nick. IA West, Giants Eugene Emeralds beat Rockies Spokane Indians 3-1. Giants number one prospect, Omako Luciano, mm. hit 400 with a homer, a triple, and a two-bagger. Loway Southeast, Pirates Bradenton, Marauders. 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 Big word, big word. Close. Lots of letters involved, lots of A's, vowels. Uh, they sweep the Yankees Tampa Tarpons three to nothing. The Maur Marauders. Marauders won game one on a walk-off by Abraham Gutierrez as Jack Neely blew the save. He only pitched two innings after being picked up by the Yankees in 2021, drafted in the 11th round. Um, he has a zero ERA, but we're not sure why he was closing that game and he blew mm. the save. Jason Dominguez, a guy who we love that we talk a lot about, went 0 for 10 with two blocks. Not ideal. He'll be back. Mm. It's not the end of him, guys. <laughs> Don't worry. Low A East, the Rays Charleston River Dogs. Great stadium, great city. Thanks for hosting me a couple of weeks ago. Appreciate that. Okay. Beat the Rangers, the Down Eastwood Ducks. The Down Eastwood Ducks. Yes. 3-2 in five games. What a banger. This is the first championship of the River Dogs in their 41-year history. So it's their seasons. Their first is the Rays affiliate too. So that's no coincidence, let's be honest. A lot of Rays. A lot of Rays going on in this thing. Yeah. And and get ready for this one. No way. Loway West. The San Jose Giants sweep the Rockies Fresno's, Fresno Grizzlies 3 to nothing. Is that an omen? Um, the Giants allowed five earned runs across three games, and the bullpen allowed zero runs in ten and two thirds innings pitch. Pitching, 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 pitching. Mm. <sighs> yep. Uh, if you can I get to pitching. That is your minor league postseason recap. We nailed it. Okay. Last thing Good in the opener. Us. We love Jazz Chisholm Jr. Euro stepped at home plate, and then Nationals, yes. What's the Euro step? So I'm still trying to grasp a full understanding of it, but I know it's like the two like juke steps. Okay. Euro yeah. step. I know, yeah, I know what it is, it's but I don't know basketball step. What it is. Why do they call it a Euro step? Background. Yes, you guessed it. The Euro step gets its name from the decades it was used in European basketball leagues. I love that. The Euro step goes right to the edge of being a traveling violation and some officials not familiar with the move may even call it as such. Okay, so it's a basketball thing. 
of that. So Jazz had a two home run game earlier in the week, and then he Euro stepped at home plate. And the Nationals rookie pitcher, Josh Rogers, struck him out to end the inning after he hit those two home runs. I think it was another game. And he Euro stepped off the mound. And people, you know, it's like, ooh, that's some tea. But then Jazz was like awesome about it and said that he loved it. And there were, I mean, and Maddie put out like a really cool, um, I can't remember if I saw it on Twitter or Instagram, but like a video of all of the responses it got, like LeBron James was tweeting about it. Like there were a bunch of big name athletes and Maddie put together a cool little video that like had all of those tweets compiled, but that became a big story. But yeah, Jazz is just like, people are really liking this kid, you know, like he's, he's exciting. I mean, his numbers, his batting average isn't amazing this year but like people are just his personality is just Mm. it people love him and lebron knows who he is so that's pretty sick that would be yeah that's pretty cool do you think lebron james has ever heard your name i think he's probably heard my name i don't think it would register with him i don't think if someone said hey do you know who peter mullen is he'd go oh yeah yeah, that's a guy on valley sports and final fame i think he'd go no i've never (laughs) heard of that guy he's a watches cleveland baseball so you've pitched against them yeah once that was a team that i never really faced because i they were all left-handed or switch hitting when i was with the royals and i was just oh oh never mind i get to that later something about Kansas city so yeah that is our opener there's a lot of information in there so we'll Lots. go quickly through um the rookie of the year watch which is brought to you by our guy Greg Morris cards. Again, we've told you this before, but they're trying to put money in your pocket. And look, we all could use a little bit of that right now. Um, So they want to buy your old sports card collection. So if you still have some cards from when you were a kid, um, if your dad or your grandpa or your mom has given you some cards that they just had lying around and you don't know what to do with it, you can turn that into some cash money um, in your wallet. So they are buying any older baseball, basketball, football, or hockey cards. They're buying anything vintage, which means pre 1980s. And then they're also buying even older than that pre-war cards, 1930s, tobacco cards, 19th century cards. If it looks old, Greg Moore's cards is going to want it, but they're also buying, um, modern cards too, especially ones that have been graded by a third party. They have consignment options available. So if you just have some of those cards that you think you have, like in your closet, under your bed, in a drawer, wherever, um, you can check it out at, what is their website? GregMorrisCards.com. Um, so you can go there to find out more and to sell your cards. You'll fill out a form and somebody will get back to you on how they can give you cash money for your old sports cards. And they're also all, all over social media. So that is who is presenting our National League Rookie of the Year watch. And Pita will dive right into it. Jonathan India, still the favorite. Yeah, got to be. He, okay. So he's doubled in three consecutive games, which is fun. If you look at his last seven, it's interesting because he's hitting 231, but he has seven walks to three strikeouts. And that gives him a 429 OBP when he's hitting 231 in that stretch. He's going to win. Yeah. Hold on. Hold on. Keep going. Keep going. Sorry. I, I'm saying hold on because I'm looking stuff up. You can keep talking because I really love this conversation. But I, as you can see, that was a little confusing. If you're saying to hold on, I, you know, I held. Hold on. Okay. Okay. Now we're ready. So the last NL rookie, okay, to have 30 doubles, 20 home runs, and a 370 or higher OBP was Albert Poolholz. 
in wow. 2001. And if you look at the month of September for Jonathan, he's done enough to keep control of this. Yes. Do you have his stats up in, in front of you? Mm -hmm. How many games did he play? Oh, I do not have that. Okay, Maddie, can you look at that real quick? I just mm -hmm. had it up before, but. In September, he's hitting 258, but he has nine doubles. That's his most yeah. he's hit in a month. So yeah, he's doing enough to, to keep a pretty strong hold. And uh, Trevor Rogers is, yep. Before you answer, Maddie, the reason why I asked you to look that up is because Trevor Rogers pitched in 24 games. Normally it's a 32 start. So he missed effectively eight starts, which is, if you look at it as a percentage wise, probably about 25%, I guess, 25% of the, sure, not a math pod. Yeah, Jonathan India has played in a little bit more than 145. Oh, okay. Yeah. I mean, how many games to go? Six. So he could cap out at 151. Out of 162. That's full season. That's yeah. a full season. So I think it's his, man. I, just, I really do. I think the, that would be the only thing is if they if they comparably missed the same amount of the season time, you could look at Rogers' yeah. numbers and go, yeah, got a 2-6 mm -hmm. still. And for Trevor Rogers, you know, since he came back from everything that he went through, he, he wasn't really looking like himself, but his last start was the first time he's really looked like himself. It was against the Nationals. He went, it was the first time pitching in to the sixth inning since June 29th. But we mentioned last week that his velo was down on all three pitches. His velo was back up in this start. He had 10 strikeouts, uh, five and a third on 96 pitches, only gave up one run. And a lot of those runs scored because there was some shaky defense behind him um, in the six. I think there were like two errors and something that shouldn't have been a hit, but, but got through. But the 10 Ks tied a career high for him. And he hasn't done that since April. And he got Juan Soto swinging on that 10th K. And it was like Juan Soto hadn't struck out in like 43 plate appearances. Juan Soto is one of the best hitters in all of baseball. Is the V. Yeah. Okay. The. So yeah, it's longest start for him for a very long time. Career high in strikeouts. Moral of the story is that it's just good to see Trevor Rogers getting back to who we knew him to be in April and May when he won rookie of the month, but he has publicly spoken to the media about how much winning rookie of the year would mean to him. He's not afraid to talk about it. Like he's gunning for it. Uh, Cause he had said he's pitching in honor of his family. Cause he, he lost his two grandfathers, but. So is he pitching today? Is, is that why he hasn't pitched since the 21st? He has two starts left. He's supposed to start in one of their games. They have a doubleheader tomorrow. Okay. And he's supposed to start one of those games. And then he will have one more start on, likely one more start on October 3rd to close out the season. Okay. So let's say he goes. But he is just eight and a third innings shy of his career high in 2019. So let's say he goes six innings, six innings, and picks up 18 strikeouts and doesn't give up a run. Does that change your opinion? It makes it closer. I think he's receiving more first place votes. I still, I don't know what he would have to do to like dethrone Jonathan, unless Jonathan India super slides. They're out of it now. Maybe, no, no, I don't think, I don't see him doing that, but I'm not willing to call it over yet, but I think he's yeah. very heavily favored. Yeah. So we love both of them regardless. Yes, we do. We told you about our guy Jazz with the um, with the Eurostep thing. That was funny. Got a lot of got a lot of attention on social media. He's doubled in two consecutive games. We love him. He had that two home run day on Monday. Ian Anderson, what's your opinion there? Talk about him or not? Nah? 
I think he's back, but I don't think he's got enough of the body of work to get to, to dethrone India. Ian Anderson has a 3-6 in 23 games, and you just said Trevor Rogers had a 2-6 in 24 games. So right. Ian Anderson. If you got to pick between Anderson and Rogers, then Rogers probably wins yeah. it. So. Did you want to talk about it, Ian's last start, or do you not care? No, no, I, I do care, but I've spoken about it a lot this week. Okay. <laughs> he went seven innings, one run. How many punches? Eight. His last three starts, 9K, 7K, 8K, he heard you on the podcast and answered, Dylan Carlson's out of the race for rookie of the year, but he did get hurt. Uh, he was, wasn't was in the starting lineups for two consecutive games, Friday and Saturday, um, but he was back in the lineup on Sunday, but they never came out and said like what, what his issue was. But our guy, Lars Newtbar, Newtbar started in Carlson's place and homered twice in the second game of the Friday's doubleheader. Patrick Wisdom, I can't. Well, he got scratched yesterday with right wrist soreness, but Maddie, you made a comment like two months ago and every single week I look at Patrick Wisdom's numbers. It's so true. You're like, he hits 150 every week, but the two hits he has are doubles or home runs. And that's what he did this week. He was hitting 115, but he had two home runs and seven RBI. <laughs> like he had three hits in his last seven and two of them were home runs. Like I, it is... It, I'm curious to see when he puts together a full season for sure. Um, Cause he has 28 home runs on the year. Okay. Getting into our American league. It is brought to you by signing day sports. Uh, signing day sports is a one-stop shop to maximize your recruiting to over 350 colleges and all 30 professional teams. You can create a custom profile with verified video metrics, along with the ability to showcase your skills in a controlled environment so all recruiters can see you at your best. So it's 100% free for all coaches, recruiters, and scouts to use. Um, it's the fastest growing searchable database for athletes in the country. And you can message directly with, like coaches can match, message directly with players and parents and assistant coaches, which we've talked about in the past, how that just cuts out the difficulty to be able to reach them. So you can sign up today using the link in our description and you can make sure to use the code John boy, you'll get 10% off. Um, so their website is signingdaysports.com and use the code John boy. Huge for international players too, by the way, who don't get mm -hmm. much exposure, especially those people that are stuck in Australia and can't get out of their own house, let alone get onto a baseball field. So that mm -hmm. would definitely help those people. Okay. So if we look at the AL, it's a, it's an interesting race because you look at Randy Rosarena, who's likely the favorite. He's on a good stretch right now. He's a doubles machine this week. The bulk is there as well. There's so many numbers there as well. He's getting to that batting average. That's I love. He's getting, he's at 273. I like 275, 19 home runs. If he gets to 20 home runs, he has 16 stolen bases as well and a 3.7 war. Do you know MLB came out with, a, with an article yesterday, right? That said, Mountcastle, question mark, Adolis, question mark, AL Rookie of the Year race still close. Get, okay, Peter, do you have a piece of paper and a pen? Yes. Okay, don't look at any of your notes. Hold on, I'll go first page, first page. Okay, write down 273, 19 yes. home runs, 68 RBI, 16 stolen bases. Next line, write 258, 31 home runs, and 84 RBI. No stolen bases. I don't have that. Next line, put 244, 30 home runs, 86 RBI, and 13 stolen bases. Oh, my goodness. And then pick. Who's your favorite? Oh! <laughs> 
Now you don't have the names in front of you. You okay. just have their full season of work. And can I ask what position each one? No, I can't. Yeah. That'll give it away. But oh, I, yeah. just tell me whether they're whether they're more defensive or whether is the two seventy three. Does he play good defense? All of them are offensive. The thirty home runs has good defense. I don't know. I just maybe have to go in the middle just because it's more of a rounded season. So who are you taking? 258, 31, and 84. Okay. Our AL Rookie of the Year is Ryan Mountcastle of the Baltimore Orioles. <laughs> Come on. Yeah, 30-run home runs and 84 RBI is hot. This is your first baseman, right? Doesn't he DH a lot too? Because didn't we get into his war conversation? Because his war was like 1.1 yeah. or something. And we were like, how is it so low? Okay. Well, now I just look like a nuffy because, but I was strictly out of context. <laughs> See? Uh, yeah. So, yeah, Randy Rosarena has probably put together the most complete season. He leads all AL rookies in hits, runs, doubles, stolen bases, walks. Ryan Mountcastle has really come out of nowhere recently, although in his last week, he's not, hasn't been great. Adolis Garcia, 30 home runs, 86 RBI, 3.5 war, but the glove for him is like amazing. Um, mm. The second half offensively hasn't been amazing, but his glove has. He's recorded, he just recorded his 15th outfield assist on Sunday. That's a Rangers rookie record. He also gave the Rangers the lead with an RBI double that day. He set a club rookie record with 256 total bases. So Adolis, I, I don't know, man. Then you have Luis Garcia trying to get there. He pitched six shutty versus the Angels on Wednesday. We have I have another poll that I found, by the way. This okay. was this 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 was September 4th. It was a long time ago. Yeah. But they had on September 4th, they had Adolis ranked as number one. I, a lot of people still have Adolis ranked number one. Right. It's like, and and a lot of people are trying to make a case for Ryan Mountcastle, which you just did. So yeah. <laughs> which I unknowingly and unwillingly just did. Very interesting. We love Akil Badu, but he's probably out of the race. We love Casey Mize, but he's out of the race because they're limiting his starts as much as they are. Alec Manoa, people are going to argue for him because he's showing up in big games right now for them. So there was a conversation on MLB Network this morning about what the value and who values what and how you're going to, this is the MVP. It was more about the MVP discussion, but it, it, it works here too. It's all about, it's subjective. So it's like, some people are going to be pissed off with the winner and some people are going to be happy. And mm -hmm. unfortunately there's not like a formula that you can come up with that says spits out one name at the end of it and says, this is your absolute yeah. rookie of the year or absolute yeah, MVP. Yeah, right. So there's always going to be questions and it's, I think that's what makes it fun. Since the all-star break, Manoa is six and one in 11 games with the 364 ERA. But what I liked the most about this is that Toronto has won 10 of those 11 games that he started. And that's a number I wish we tracked more. Did you want to talk about Class A? I just think he's, I just I had his numbers up before and it's going to be really, it's tough for a reliever to, to, to defeat an everyday player or a starting pitcher. I get it. But um, I just think he, he needs to get some votes because he's had a really good year and yeah. he deserves votes. He has, his ERA now has gone down since we last talked about him. He's a 135 ERA. Yeah, so it's getting to ridiculous numbers. And it's not like he may be on a bad team, but he's facing good teams. Yeah. So you can't you can't hold that against him. He's still getting the job. 24 saves, I think it was, too. So that's a good number for a rookie. Yeah, he did give up a run yesterday, but it was not earned. Just to compare 
Classe as a reliever to the everyday batters. If you like take the them out and put the average player in, I feel like Classe is less valuable. Because if you take him out and put a reliever with an average ERA in, call it a three ERA. They'll get the job done. If Class A pitches one inning a game, that means the guy would, the average person would give up one more run every nine right. outings. It's like, exactly. who cares? Yeah. Yeah, I get it. But that's ERA with relievers. So maybe that's yeah. not the best stat. But We're a reliever yeah. pod, too. Yeah, we are. Okay. So, yeah, it'll be interesting in the AL. It'll be mm-hmm. not as interesting in the NL, but we love to see it. Could be with a strong finish, but strong finish. Okay, so we will get into our top 10 prospects, and that is brought to you by Candidips. Um, We've told you about this company before. We really, really love them, Um, and we know chewing tobacco is a really big part of baseball, and they're just trying to find a healthier way to be able to get in CBD, which we know calms us down, but also help you break a habit. So times are changing. Like I just said, this is a new company. They're out of Humboldt County, California, um, and they've created it's tobacco and nicotine free dip, but it has CBD and it tastes great. So they are offering our listeners a great offer. They're super confident that you guys are going to love it. So they are giving you 20% off site wide. So you can head to candidate CBD com and use the promo code code Moylan rules for 20% off site-wide. So again, these are can of dips, CBD pouches. They're all natural. They're spitless and they're great to use wherever and whenever they're super convenient. There's no tobacco. There's no nicotine full flavor experience. So you can get 20% off with the code Moylan rules. Try them in Colorado. They are really, really good. So that gets us really in good. to our top 10 prospects. And you can go ahead and start it off, Pete. Max Meyer, if you don't know his name, you're about to. He's probably going to be a future number one. If you haven't seen his videos, go check him out. After posting a 2.41 ERA and punching out 113 in 101 innings in AA, he made his AAA debut. And I'd say he went pretty well. Five innings, two hits, one run, one walk, 10 punch outs for your first effort. In And if you haven't seen it, go look at his slider. Seriously, it is, it is, I'm trying to comp it. Um, it is, I don't think I can put a comp to it. I don't know. Uh, it's big and it's a downer, but even when it backs up, it's nasty because they can't pull the trigger. And it is, it's, it's really nice to watch and pitch. Yes. Nice. That's it. Okay, Spencer Torkelson is the Tigers' number one prospect. He's MLB's fourth overall prospect in AAA. Started the season in high A. Now he's in AAA. 29 home runs, 89 RBI between those three levels. Um, But he's homered in three consecutive games. He has a four-game hit streak. His last two games have been multi-hit games with home runs, obviously. Sunday had a home run and a double. And he's hit eight home runs in September. That's the most of any month for Torque. Um, and I think the notable part of that is that he's never played this long of a season. And this has been his stronger, strongest power month. And he's one home run away from 30 in his first pro season, which was a great accomplishment. He was um, the 1-1 one, one for the Tigers in 2020, if you forgot. Dang. All right. Speaking of homers, by the way. This is going to be an interesting conversation because I don't know what they're going to do with this kid, but the Royals number four prospect, MJ Melendez, who is currently blocked by Salvador Perez. I don't want to say blocked because I don't know if, well, I'll just talk about him. Okay. 
Winner in an eight-game hit streak since September 17th raised his average from 252 to 282 in that time. And if talking baseball guys are right, you can have a end of season that kind of changes the trajectory of your whole career. And I'd say he's doing just that. Not that he had a bad season, but I mean, he also hit home run 40 and 41. The last two in the minor leagues to do that or to hit that many was Brian and Rizzo. Brian hit 43 in 2014. Ryan Howard hit 46. By the way, former Gwinnett striper Ryan Howard hit 46, and he has five games left to try and catch it. So he'd have to hit five home runs and five in five yeah. games. Um, I mean, he, but the way that he's hitting them, the clip that they're hitting him, what do you think, Maddie? No, I mean, I, I agree. I, to catch Ryan Howard for the most since 2004, he'd have to hit five in five games. Which is pretty unlikely, but I hold on. Are they playing in Omaha? I'm not sure. I can look because now. it's not unlikely if they're playing in Omaha and the wind's blowing. But while I look, I mean, I think I don't know. I think that he's a shoe in to catch Chris Bryant's 43 in 2014. Because okay. if he catches that, then he has the most since 2004. Are him and Conine still going like Stuber back and forth? Like, does he have, okay, I was going to say, because if he has that motivation, that might. Mm-mm. No, Melendez is like crushing. Melendez has the end of the season. He's a catcher. He's a catcher. Um, they're not playing at Omaha. They're playing away. Which, where though? Because it's the PCL. It could be anywhere. It could be. Iowa Cubs. Des Moines. Have you guys um, had the pleasure of being to Des Moines before? Mm-mm. Okay, I'm kind of excited about my next guy because it's Drew Jones. That's Andrew Jones's son. Seriously? We love Andrew. Uh, so his son is here in Georgia. He's class of 2022. He's committed to Vanderbilt. Uh, MLB Pipeline, they just put out an article. Well, they put out an article, I think it was at the end of August, that's ranking the high school prospects for the 2022 draft. And they had Andrew coming in at number four. Uh, Drew looks like a guy who's probably going to, I'm confusing myself. I'm going to call Andrew Jones, like our Andrew Jones, Andrew and his son, Drew. So Drew is probably going to go in the top 10, 15 picks. He's not really someone who's expected to go first overall, but it's really exciting. The team's that don't that won't have the first pick because they think that he's more attainable. This is a guy that a lot of people really, really want. So I texted Andrew to get a scouting report on Drew because I figured we might as well just go straight to the source. Flex. Don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. Big flex. So his father said, good defender, good, accurate arm, good speed, but he's been building that speed as he goes and he has power, but he likes to put the ball in place. We can run. Love that. This should be no surprise to anybody that Drew is phenomenal in the outfield uh, when you grow up with your dad being arguably the greatest center fielder of all time. Uh, So he's really, really good. He's 6'4", long, lean, athletic build. He really has no major weaknesses. But this week, why we're talking about him is because he was named the MVP of the Baseball Factory All-America game this weekend. He had a two-run triple. He had three RBI in that win. Um, for the national team and that game is one that features 42 of the top high school prospects in the nation and it was played at peter moylan's kansas city royals kaufman stadium wow so yeah drew is just a name that you're going to be hearing us talk about a lot this next year because he's going to be a 
he's going to be drafted next year and it's going to be super cool to see what, what Andrew's created. I am so excited to see, because look at what happened to this year's draft and how people shifted in this year's draft. Mm -hmm. I, I don't think, He's he plays. I feel like every weekend he's he's somewhere playing baseball, and that's the level yeah. that that people are. the The difference in junior baseball now is just absolutely mind blowing to me, and um, I think the quality of baseball players that are coming out of those programs are going to be next level too. We're already seeing it a little bit now with the the youth movement and how good young guys are, but I just think it's going to get even better. It's yeah. frightening. I'm trying to look up on Twitter if anything's come out about, I haven't heard a word about Kumar Rocker. And Oh, that's a great point. A while. Like, I wonder what, what he's doing. Well, he hasn't contacted me either. So just, just a heads up. I'm still willing to uh, get something done. Scott Burris, if you want to just reach out on Twitter, it's the best way to contact me probably. I, that situation. I hate that. Okay. So yeah, that is Drew Jones. Your That's turn. awesome. I'm so pumped. Miller Hogan in, this is going to be a quick one, raised double A, pitching for the Montgomery Biscuits. He was the starter in the win or go home game four in the double A championship. He went six innings, no hits, no runs, no walks, seven Ks. So that's it. I don't know what happened in the game. What happened in the game, Maddie? This was game four. So they won this game to force a game five where they lost right. the championship. Yeah. Okay, yeah. okay, okay. That's what they played Mississippi. Okay, my next guy is Jeremy Pina. Um, he's the Astros' fourth pro- number four prospect. He's in AAA. He's a shortstop. He was their third round pick in 2018. Um, he missed a lot of the season because he had wrist surgery. So he's only played 24 games, I believe, 24 games in AAA. But in those 24 games, he's hitting 340 with nine home runs and 18 RBI. He it just was announced today that he won AAA West Player of the Week. So in the last week, he hit 478 with three doubles, a triple, five home runs, and seven RBI, including a three-home run game on Tuesday. So he had six mm. home runs in five games. So he he is just on a power tear in AAA. Um, so and he homered in three consecutive games on Monday, Tuesday, and Thursday. So he's just on a tear. It can be done. MJ Melendez can do it. If he did it, it can yeah. be done. We've witnessed but it. But it was, he did an interview with, with KPRC at TV station in Houston after the game. And he said that he had that three home run game on Tuesday. I think he said that was his first multi home run game. And the third home run was a walk-off. And he said it was the first walk-off in his life. So in that game, he had never had, that was his two first, his first multi and his first walk-off, which is really neat. That's great. Yeah. So, and the shortstop situation for the Astros is the interesting. What do we think? Okay, go. Do you think Correa signs back there? No, I think that's like done. Like, I feel like he's come out and like, like, I feel like that's known. Yeah. He's come out and said words, but that's okay. You know, you're right. It's different because most people go, Oh no, I want to come back. I love it here. Like every single person that ever gets asked by a reporter. So do you want to come back next year? You never hear anyone say, no, this place sucks. He basically said that. Yeah. And then when they win the World Series, it's going to be really awkward. Yeah. So I'm curious, like, if this guy, I, I wish I had time to do more background on this guy. Like, if this guy is a viable option to take over at shortstop or if the Astros are going to go out and sign one of the 2,000 shortstops in this free agent draft class. Very interesting how that'll play out. This is the best. This is the best that 
the shortest opposition's ever been in Major League history. Do you think once once Dan's be a free agent? I think he's ab. Uh, like, is is he going to be back with the Braves next year? If if he's not, I think is, so. Is his contract taken through next season? I think I think he's still going up through ab next year. Dan Zabi. There's only one Dan Zabi Swanson. First one that comes up. Signed through 2021, Arb mm. eligible 2022, free agent 2023. So he'll... He'll go one more year of arbitration. I can't imagine that they're going to DFA him. I, yeah. I don't... That's... Okay. That would be lunacy. No, I don't think they... Am I alluding yeah. to that? I don't understand no, 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 how no, no, arbitration no, 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 no. works. I don't... No, no, no. Um, so... No, they're not going to DFA him. No, no, no. they'll send him a contract. So he'll go to, I just don't know what it's going to cost them. Uh, he's on a one year six right now. So that's probably, we're looking at nine mil maybe next year. For the, Didn't he go to arbitration with them last year? Do you have to like keep I going? Think he won. Yeah. yeah every, there's three years of arbitration. So you go three years of league that's minimum, heavy. three years of arbitration where they tell you how bad you are. And I then, couldn't imagine having to sit in a meeting with like your boss and hearing them still trying to keep you on their team, but like pointing out every negative thing they can come up about you. That's insane to me. There's definitely no compliment sandwiches going on in the arbitration cases. Do you know what a compliment sandwich is? What? You say a compliment. Okay. And then you say something in the middle that isn't a compliment. And then you follow that up with a compliment so that you let oh, them know yeah. that something's wrong with in between compliments. And that's called a compliment sandwich. They don't do that in arbitration. They just... Yeah. Get you. I just point at you and stare viciously. Okay. Shane Baz, the Rays number one prospect, not for very long because you know he's not going to see the minor leagues ever again. Uh, made his big league debut last week after dominating the minor leagues. 113 punch out in 78.2 innings across double A AA and triple A. Then he also won a silver medal at the Olympics. So that's why the inning count's so low. He's a starter. He's made two starts so far. His debut gave up two hits, two runs, five punch-outs. He's just easing his way into it. Then on Sunday, he decides to go 5.2 innings, three hits, no runs, nine Ks, 1.69 ERA in 14 Ks, no walks in 10.2 innings so far. And I think he's going to be a massive piece for them in the playoffs. He's probably going to make a couple of playoff starts for them, if I'm honest. Dang. Love that. Because I think they're going to make a run. And I think that he's, he's like, my, he's, he's disgusting. Like he throws, he's got 98, easy, like easy. He's Michael Fulton average when Michael Fulton average with a little bit more control. Dang. So it's, it's, and, and maybe a, probably a, a little nastier breaking ball too. A lot nastier. Love that. Obviously the Rays don't believe in starting pitchers, but their starting pitcher depth is terrible. So yeah, he'll probably start even if it's just for a few innings. What is, who's their number? Can you, I don't, obviously I know that they're just a, a machine that keeps working somehow, but what, if you were to, if they were to start a playoff right now, who's their one through, are they just going to go all bullpen games? Well, their start, their five starters are listed as Shane McClanahan, Drew right. Rasmussen, Ryan Yarbrough, Shane Baz, Luis Patino, Patino. So three of those are rookies, right? They're playing a video I, game. I don't know how they do. I don't know how they do that. I... There was another. Oh, that was something that I wanted to talk about that relates back to this in the AL Rookie of the Year, but I skipped over it. Is the Astros are still so good, right? 
but think about where their rotation was when they had, well, they still have Verlander, but Verlander, Cole, Granky, And Morton. Could people even name, if you went up to a, a pretty high level baseball fan, just randomly in a ballpark, do you think people can name more than one starting pitcher for the Houston Astros right now? Because I don't think people know about Luis Garcia nationally. People might be able to guess Framber, and I feel like that's it. Lance McCullers, is he still starting there? They're three. They've li- they're likely lining up their three to be Framber Valdez, Jose Urquidy, and Luis Garcia for the postseason. And you compare that to Justin Verlander, Garrett Cole, and Zach Grinke. And it's just like insane that they're still performing at this level. And they lost three, two of the best pitchers in baseball. And Zach Grinke is just one of the best people watching people in the world. Isn't their bullpen supposed to be really young too? Houston's bullpen. Maybe they got Joe Smith at the back there, maybe, but. I don't know. I don't know about the bullpen. Okay, is it my turn? Yes. Nick Fortes plays for the Marlins. He's up in the show right now. Very interesting situation over there because he's a catcher. Uh, He was drafted in 2018 in the fourth round out of Ole Miss. He made his big league debut September 18th. And his first big league hit, I mean, first big league at bat, he got a hit. And then he followed that up in the same game with the two-run home run. That's pretty nice. Then he went, went on to hit three home runs and 11 plate appearances. And his third home run in those 11 plate appearances was a pinch hit, two-run home run in the ninth inning. But he became the first Marlin to ever go deep in his first two major league starts, and then he went on to hit another one. So he broke all other kinds of records with that. But what was interesting about him is that he only had 10 home runs in his minor league career. And seven of those came this year. So he's done something. something. Um, but the, the Marlins situation is interesting because they have four catchers. On the roster. Well, uh, Alfaro is on the IL right now. He's so good, by the way. So he's been their opening day backstop two of the last three seasons, but he's on the 10 day with a left calf strain. But okay. when he comes back, their plan still calls for the four catchers on the active roster to split time. This came from Christina De Nicola, who covers the Marlins. Um, and they're evaluating what they have at the position before they make decisions this winter. So they have four guys up there, which makes it difficult for Nick Fortes to get because he's there's you have Alex Jackson, who we're very familiar with. They have another rookie down there, Peyton Henry, and then Sandy Leon is up there. And now you have Nick Fortes and you have there's a lot happening up there. I'm just thinking through it. I don't know. Cause there's Wallach was there at the start of the season too. There's another catcher. You see, you see not there anymore. He wasn't listed in this, in wow. this article that like did a deep dive into the yeah. catching, but the, the interesting thing about Fortes, if they're trying to plan for the future and trying to evaluate what they have at the catcher position is that this season Fortes got to catch Max Meyer, who we just talked about and Jake Adder at double a east who we've i mean double a who we've talked about before and then he caught edward cabrera at triple a and then he was trevor rogers battery mate in 2019 in high a so they're the guys that we're going to see pitching for them in the years to come he has Mm. the most experience catching them so that is interesting but he has just 100 games above double a and he made his they debuted him just to see what he has the last two Mm. weeks of the season so the catching situation with the Marlins is interesting, but I feel like that's going to really obviously be a step up for him that he's familiar with the guys who are the future of that rotation. Are the Marlins going to be good next year? 
I think they'll be medium. Do you think they're going to do what the Marlins do and just go like pick up a big? No, not with the new, not with the new people in there. They can't, right? I don't think they have a chance to win the East, but I feel like they'll be. I don't think they'll be out of it as early as I think they're going to take a significant step from this year. And this year, you can't say was a significant step from 2020 because they made the playoffs, but 2020 was such a weird year. Yeah. Marlins are interesting because they got some studs. So yeah, that's Nick Fortes. So that's a name that you'll be hearing about. I'll have to, I had to double check right at the start of that and you'll have to double take and you'll know why in just one second. My last guy is Joshua Fuentes. Mm. Mm. See that? Sent down from the Rockies on July 28th after hitting 225, which honestly isn't that bad for me. Uh, the end of the season trajectory that we talk about, the, mm. the, I'm not going to, I've actually got a name for it. Okay. It's the end of season trajectory for confidence meter is trending up for this guy. Okay. He's been in Fuego since the 18th of September, collecting a hit in seven out of eight games, including four home runs. He's raised his average from 248 to 281 in that time. On September 23rd, he went four for four and hit for the cycle. In the sixth inning, he finished said cycle with a grand slam. Wow. And in his fifth at bat, he got plunked. <gasps> you oh, pitches. Oh, you pitches. How many times in your career did you intentionally hit someone? Once, and I missed him. I swear. <laughs> I swear I was trying to hit Lasting's Millage with a sinker in AAA and I he hit a ground ball shortstop. <laughs> Do you have a say? Does the manager literally tell you punk this guy? How does that play the, out? It wasn't the manager. It was me. I, he, he, he slid into second base and just kind of went spikes up. I don't know if it was intentional spikes up, but he, he grazed the, my shortstop's leg, like right the way down his leg, ripped his pants, and it was, a, it was a bad slide. So I just wanted to let him know that I didn't think that was the kind of slide that you were going to be able to do for the rest of your baseball career. So I would like to say not to do that anymore by hitting you in the ribcage and showing you that I didn't appreciate it. So I missed, and he hit a ground ball shortstop. Whatever. <laughs> yeah. I wasn't a superstar. Okay, guys? I was lucky to get to the big Three leagues. 3-10 career. You're right. Um, my last career. guy is Oswaldo. I love this name. Oswaldo. Where is Oswaldo Cabrera? He's the Yankees number 16 prospect. He's an infielder. He got promoted to AAA and has homered in three of his first five AAA games. He's actually homered in three consecutive days, but you can't say games because Saturday was a doubleheader. Um, but he did hit a triple in the game that he didn't homer in. But in five AAA games, he has 20 total bases, three multi-hit games in those five games. He doubled and homered on Sunday, tripled on Saturday, homered. Like it's, he got promoted and he's getting it done. And also on the season between AA and AAA, 27 home runs, 82 RBI. That's a really nice season. Get to 30. Doing it. That's the number. Didn't Ozzy just get to 30 home runs and 100 RBI? Ozzy just did. We, uh, Freddie's there and Riley's there. Uh, we need Jeez. one. We need Dansley to get there, and and uh, that's the first time ever in MLB history that all four infielders have hit thirty homers. Pretty crazy. Okay, our injury update: uh, Garrett Wicklock, who we've talked about uh, a lot for the Struggled. Red Sox, placed on the IL on Tuesday due to a right pectoral strain. Um, 
he's eligible to return next Thursday, but like the stuff they've said about him doesn't seem like it's super, super serious, but it also doesn't seem like there's a chance that he might not be back for Thursday, but it's a huge loss for the Red Sox. Peter just mentioned it. He's had a really rough September, but Whitlock has arguably been Boston's best reliever all year. And the Red Sox are in an insane race right now. And it just sucks that they. When did you say he's eligible? Thursday. The quote that I read was Alex Cora stressed the club doesn't view the injury as overly serious, but they want to be cautious and not re-aggravate the issue. So that to me is kind of like non-committal to one healthy mm. back. But Wander Franco came back from the IL. Love that on Saturday. And he extended his on-base streak to 40 straight games and then 41 on Sunday. So Sunday he had a double and a triple, but this streak now at 41 is the second longest streak by a player under 21. Frank Robinson had 43 straight. Mm. And it's just I Wander missed. 10 days on the IL. And then he comes back and immediately gets continues right the streak. Um, Andrew Vaughn came back off the IL, which is great. Nice. And then Playoff Jefferson time. Cuero, who's the Brewers number six prospect. He's a catcher. He's one of the Brewers most exciting prospects, um, but he separated his left. It's his non-throwing shoulder while sliding into home in late August and had surgery. And he's expected oh. to make full recovery for next season, but that sucks for the Brewers, but mm. they're fine right now. Okay, Ozzy Lingo. Grog. Hmm. Do you want me to spell it? I'm not giving any definitions anymore because I've given. I might. When someone says, "Can you can you give me a clue?" I just give them the answer. I'm not very good at giving <laughs> clues that doesn't really. Yeah, uh, grog. G R O G. The beer. Ready. The bar. Mm, that's a good one. You guys, it's alcohol. <gasps> wow, How, we really, you know we that really surrounded that. No. Wait, so does it count like, is it all like liquor, beer, wine? Like, is it anything, all inclusive? Anything, all inclusive. If you need, man, I just, just go on the grog. But <laughs> you just need some grog. I need grog in my system. I need some grog. So I'm it's like terrible. literally just means alcohol. Alcohol of any sort. Yep. Hmm. You guys effectively. Wow, Maddie. That was good teamwork right there. Nice job, you guys. There's a bar at Villanova called The Grog. So I went with that. I don't know. Well, I didn't know you had inside information, but I love to do my research. I'll check out. Next time I do Aussie slang, I'll make sure I say, is there anything named this at Villanova? Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. then we'll be able to move on. We love y'all and we hope that you have a great week, folks, and enjoy some good baseball. Farm on, farm often. Y'all are the best. We love y'all. Peace.